0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word of Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as I'm in Indianapolis where I preached yesterday and will be today at IUPUI this afternoon, assuming the, assuming the weather clears up. It's a little rainy this morning. Yesterday on campus, um, I was asked the same question three times. I don't get asked this question very often and I wondered why it came up so often and that is, who created the devil? And so I thought I'd take time this morning in case there's any of those students gathering or joining us to answer that question. Who created the devil? Or did God create the devil? Where did he come from? It's really quite a good question because we know in Scripture the Bible says that God created everything. All right. The devil we know is a created being, he was not eternal. Only God is eternal, only God had no beginning. God had no beginning. God has always been the devil. You can't say that of the devil. You can't say that of you or me. You can't say that of anyone other than God himself. And it says in John chapter one, that all things came into being through the word. And we know the word was Jesus. All things came into being through him. So did the devil come into being? And I'd like to say technically, no. No. Technically, God did not create the devil. Technically, God did not create Satan. God created a creature known as Lucifer. And Lucifer became proud, exalted himself against the Most High, rebelled against God, and in the process, as a result of that, he became the devil. The same being, but he was transfer transformed into something different. He was trans transformed into the accuser of the brethren, the slanderer, the adversary. This is what the word the word Satan means the adversary. The word devil means the accuser, the slanderer. So God did not create him as his adversary, nor did God create him as a slanderer or an accuser of the brethren, God created him as Lucifer, a beautiful angel. And the angel chose to go astray and in going astray became the devil. So technically, God did not create the devil. Technically, God did not create Satan. God created Lucifer. Let's look at a couple verses. In the Old Testament, there are some verses that have kind of a double meaning. They're speaking, for instance, one, the king of the Tyre, the king of Sidon, But we see this double meaning because it goes back and it talks about this creature that existed long before these kings did. And most scholars would say that these are references to this cherub, to to Lucifer, who became the devil and Satan. Let's look at one. The first one is found in Isaiah chapter 14. It says this, How you have fallen, O star of the morning, son of the dawn, You've been cut down to the earth. You have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit in the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. This is this creature long before, who who was cut down from heaven. Why? Because he had said, I will ascend above the throne of God. I'll make myself like God himself. This was not Adam's original sin, although this is how he tempted Eve, is it not? He said, if you eat of this fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will be like God. You will be like, like the most high. And this is how he's tempting. uh, That's how he tempted Eve. And this is what it says of him. His sin was that he wanted to ascend above the, the stars of heaven and be the stars of God and make himself like the most high. This is when he became the devil. This is when he became Satan, the adversary of God. He rebelled against God. Look what it says in Ezekiel chapter 28. We'll read this section. And again, we'll pick up a couple clues here and make comments in a moment. It says of him, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The ruby, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, and the gold. The workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. In the day that you were created, you, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers and I placed you there. You were in the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. But your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. So again, we see this same idea that he was in the garden and he was there, he was beautiful. His clothes, these beautiful stones and gems he was blameless when he was created. He was not created evil. He was blameless when he was created, but he became proud. His, he was lifted up in pride. He was corrupted because of his beauty, his splendor, his wisdom. It's it's um, it, There's a lot of warning here for us. There's a lot of warning here for us. It's interesting. It says that he was in the garden. And as I'm reading this, and I, again, I'm not gonna be dogmatic on this, but I believe that when he was in the garden, placed in the garden where Adam and Eve were, that originally he was good. He was beautiful. He was blameless. And indeed, at the end of the creation, on day six, at the end of day six, in Genesis chapter one, verse thirty-one, it says that God saw that all that he all that he had created, and behold, it was very good. So the question becomes. When did Lucifer rebel against God, lead this rebellion and want to become like the most high? When was pride found within him that led to this rebellion? My guess is, my guess is that it happened after the creation of Adam and Eve. He was in the garden. He was still blameless there. But there's where he then, something happened where he tempted uh, Eve and later Adam to disobey God my guess is that he had been up until that very moment of the creation of Adam he had been kind of like the top created being this beautiful cherub this beautiful angel perhaps the lead angel in 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 all of heaven shall we say and he was kind of the only one he was almost second only to God but now God created Adam and Eve, and God made them in his image. See, the, the, the angels are not created in the image of God like humans are. This is why humans are really actually in rank. We would be above angels. Interestingly, when Jesus redeemed, came and died on the cross, he didn't become an angel, and he didn't die for the angels. He didn't shed his blood that the angels could be saved. He's came to redeem humanity, human beings made in the image of God. My guess is, my guess is that Satan became jealous of Adam. Pride was found in him. And he said, wait a minute. I was kind of like the top angel, second only to God. And now Adam has replaced me. And he said, he became angry, became jealous, said, I'm, I'm going to go sit on the throne of God. I want to be the top person. I want to be the king. I want to be the ruler. I want people to honor and worship me. And of course, he waged war against God and he failed. You can't wage war against God and win. We've People try, they've been trying it for ages. You cannot wage war against God and win. True life comes only as we surrender to God, as we surrender to the Most High, as we realize he's God, I'm not. I surrender, I honor him, I submit myself, subject myself to him, That's where life and joy and and peace and and abundance come forth through our lives. I believe after he was cast, he he was destroyed and judged by God because of his pride. I think goal number two was, well, if I can't sit on the throne of God, I want the one who God loves, man, Adam, humans, I want them to put me on the throne of their heart. He couldn't be on the throne of God, but he could be on the throne of man's heart. And I think that was his temptation. And that's what he sought to do. He continues to do that. He weakens us. He tempts us. He, he tries to draw us away from God, from having the Lord God be on the throne of our hearts, by himself displacing God and him being on the throne. And this is, shall we say, the the battle of the ages. Who's the ruler? In your life, is the Lord God, your creator, is he on the throne of your life, the throne of your heart? Is he rule? Are you under his authority? Have you come to him? If not, if he's not there, then let me tell you who is. The devil, the adversary, he's ruling your life. You might not even believe in him that's all right he's still got you on his path hes still got you in his clutches he he doesn't care whether you believe in him or not he just wants to control he just wants to dethrone God in your heart that's his goal and if Christ is not ruling in your life guess who is the evil one the adversary the accuser the slanderer the enemy of God and the enemy of your soul he's a deceiver he's a liar. Don't give in to him. Don't let him have that place. If today you have, if you today Christ is not on the throne of your life, if he's not your Lord and your savior, then come to him as such. Say, Jesus, I need salvation. I need you to be my ruler, the king, the throne of my heart. I want the salvation that comes only through you. I realize I've gone astray. I'm falling, I'm on the wrong path. I've got the wrong Lord in my heart. I've got the adversary of God there and it's making me your adversary. That's why I do the things I do that I don't like and I know are wrong, but I do them because it's like, I've got the wrong Lord ruling in my heart. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Embrace him as your Lord. Embrace him as your King. Allow him to have this rightful place. That, my friend, is where life is found, okay? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you today for our Lord Jesus Christ. We want him to be enthroned upon our heart. Confess, Lord, if anyone here has been on the wrong path and maybe never even realized it, but that the adversary of God, the spiritual being who was cast out of heaven and who tempts us and deceives us, and wants to dethrone you, Father, if he's living on the heart of any one of us, if he's on the throne of any of our hearts, Lord, we cast him aside. We say, be gone, Satan. Jesus, you come be my ruler. You come be my king. You come be established as the one who sits on the throne of my heart. This is why we're created. This is how we find our true purpose and destiny in life. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you that you have opened the way for us to come back into the very kingdom of God and be delivered from the domain of darkness. We give you praise and thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen and amen. In the word of God, awesome. I think it is. That's why we talk about every single day. It's got the answers, my friend. It's got the answers. I hope over the next several days or weeks even to be addressing some of the questions I get out on campus Some of the questions you might have Or someone you know might have Someone you care about might have So I hope you will join me every single day We come here every day, 8.30 a.m. live but you can watch later in the day Or you can even just listen to the podcast On the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms Just search for Tom the Preacher Those of you who make a commitment And schedule, putting in your schedule to be here every day Not just when you feel like it put it as part of your schedule. I know you're growing. God is blessing you. So glad to have you along. I love you. So glad to have you with me. So until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you and might you do battle against that evil one. Don't let him have any authority in your life. He's been defeated. Don't you follow him. You follow Jesus Christ. Today, walk in the victory that's his, that's ours through faith in Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.